Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. I'm coming to you today in a beautiful Spokane. It's not so beautiful today. We have some clouds in the sky, uh, kind of napping weather. Uh, but uh, we will push through. It's not raining. It's not storming. And we definitely don't have any snow. So that's blessing of itself. On today's show, uh, we're going to continue to talk about um, addictions. Um, but today we're going to take a much slower approach to it because it's it's important that uh, you know, we preach, but sometimes you can um, take time to exhort, and that is the um, goal of today's show is to encourage you in the Word to um, seek a better day. Um, that you would uh, be victorious in your walk with Christ. Because uh, in life, we have trials and tribulations, and we have hard times. And trials get bigger, tribulations get more expansive, and temptation never quits. But one thing we should get in order and stay firm in as it is as Christians is our relationship with God. If we can continue to always know that we are loved by God and that God wants the relationship with you, uh, then we will understand that when we look at God as the one we ask into our lives, God has already been seeking you way before you even asked. How do you think you got into that place in the first place? 
He's already been wooing you and drawing you to himself. He loves each and every one of us individually. He wishes that none would perish but come to everlasting life. So God knows you personally. And he knows everything about you because he knows all things. Omnipotent, omnipotent. And he is all-powerful very much. So, to say the least. But he's also omnipresent. And he is there for you at all times. You say, well, how could he love me and six billion other people or seven billion for right now? Because he's God. And it's far more the equivalent of a dim glass that we see in. We do not see everything clearly because we're human. We don't even know some of the simplest things in our own lives. How are we going to understand God and his creation and his vastness? Have you ever seen a picture of the universe? The same God that created all things is the same God who wants to know you. Now, if he can create all things out of thin air, out of nothing, not even thin air, he couldn't create it out of nothing, then he can help you in anything when you get a sexual addiction or a alcoholic addiction or or alcohol addiction, excuse me, or any other addiction, especially like uh, as far as like covetousness or greed or and those things do suffice. They are there. They are there. Have you ever noticed when you get a lot of money, you start to burn? When you next time you get a lot of money, and I know people love to get a lot of money. Just, just especially if you if you like to spend money, just sit there for a minute. Just sit there, even sit there for twenty four hours, because I know you you got to get that money out of your hands and feel the burn. It's a burn, specific lust. There's a different lust from alcohol to sexual addictions to anger. There's a there's a lust for anger. If you if you if, when you get mad, that's actually lust. It's just in a different format. It's different from sexual. It's different from greed. It's different from covetousness when you want somebody else's stuff. Jealousy is a burn. Bitterness is a burn. They're different types of burns. The Bible says if you burn, you get married. Sexually burn, you get married. They're different types of burns. It is the course of these burns that we make our decision. To give in or to get out. To bow down to the burn or to bow down to Jesus. See, when you burn, it is what you have done prior to and what you believe in now that's going to help you get through that burn. See, the Bible says in um, the, the Lord's Prayer to keep us from temptation. 
And it says in um, Corinthians 10, 12, I don't remember if it's first Corinthians or second Corinthians, but um, there's no temptation that's took, uh, that is uncommon to man. The temptation that you're burning needs to be dealt with. That it's not going to be dealt with through self-control. But is self-control one of the tools? Uh, that's a good question. So, can you still have self-control but have God help you? Yeah, because he can help you with that self-control. Is he going to knock the stuff out of your hand before you drink it? Or is he going to give you the power, the will to step away? And remember, if the devil sees you being victorious, he's going to leave you alone, but he'll be back. The main thing, let's keep the main thing the main thing, though. Submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. So how about resisting those burns? Can you resist the burn? So can you, like if you're somewhere in a position where you want to buy something that you know your family needs the money, do you can you walk out the store? Can we... Uh, so what, what 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 is the overall reason why you want to uh, resist temptation? For me, it's obedience to God. The Bible talks about being content. Paul said, "I was a I was happy when I I mean not happy. Sorry about that. I was um." I was okay when I was rich, and I was okay when I was poor. And the best thing you should do is be thankful for whatever you have. I was watching a movie, um, I Stand or something like that. Um, I'll have to get the name for you. But um, it was about a movie about uh, an individual family who had had a lot of money, and they were, you know, the wife was spending all the money up, and the father was at work, and he was... Um, realizing that they, was gonna, they were going to start laying off people and their, their house was foreclosing and, and all these things were happening. Their kids were got everything that they wanted. They were spending money. The, little, the young teenager boy was buying motorcycles and everything. And then they, they, he lost his job and he had to move in with his brother and his brother was a Christian. And um, to make a long story short, the family ended up realizing uh, what that trial that was bought to them really helped their family come closer to come to Christ and then come closer together, which I thought it was an awesome movie, much better than Noah. But see, Jesus wants to reside in your life and your heart. The Holy Spirit comes into your heart. And see, the will of man stands in the way of the will of God. So when you offer yourself to Christ and you offer yourself to the will of God and you read your word and you pray and you seek the Lord's face, don't just read your word and pray. Seek the Lord's face. Seek him when you're praying. Seek him hard and heavy. 
If you're tired at night, just keep praying. If you fall asleep, just keep doing it. Make it a habit. See, the devil wants you to say, well, you fall, fell asleep, so you shouldn't even pray no more because you're not worthy of it. Listen, God is loving to hear you. He would love to hear you pray. He would love to hear your, your, your voice. He just wants you to come with fervent prayer. Maybe not on the first go-around, maybe not on the fifth, but on the third and fourth. But then when you learn how to pray, pray that you would be kept out of temptation. Um, another thing is location, location, location. And what I mean by that is wherever you are, flee from sin. All this stuff seems easy. There is no magic trick. Well, I got a book and um, we have ten, three methods to stay away from sin. Yeah, those things help. But the more you see God and the more you see his character and the more you see your relation to God, he loves you. This is not a Joel Osteen message. This is just me tempering my message to tell you he's patient, but he loves you. Now, this is vintage feel when I try to stuff a lot of things in one show. And the thing I'm going to stuff in here now is that you, total commitment to Christ he says, I wish that you were hot or cold in Revelations 3, 10. Or I might got that right. Three, it's in chapter 3. <laughs> chapter 2, chapter 3. But he's talking to the church of Laodicea. But he's saying, I wish that you were hot or cold. What is hot? That means on fire for Christ. What is cold? That means completely out. Completely out. Now, I want to talk right quick about um, Easter right quick. I had my, my, my wife's cousin was saying that um, she, she made a comment to my wife on Facebook that um, he says, you go, to, you go to the zoo yesterday talking about the church. And I, and I thought it was kind of, you know, because I was talking about the same thing yesterday to my wife about uh, how people come once a year or any specific event to church. And I was asking the question, uh, is, is it is that a safe place for them? I think the answer to the question is yeah. If you're delivering the message of the cross, I believe that a seed is a seed is a seed. Now, if, if they're going to act upon that seed later on, if, or if, if, if they're going to come to Christ because of that seed, then God bless. Yeah, so Easter is, is, come, is, is, you look at the glass half full. But on the other hand, are we to be worried about the people who come once in a while to church? Are we going to be worried about the people who are sitting in there every week? Because you can sit in there every week and be a, 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 I call it a Christian atheist. You say you're Christian, but in actions you're not. In other words, you act as if there is no God. And then the first thing people say that I'm a Christian. But see, you have the, you, you say you're a Christian, but you deny the power of God. And that's what I'm talking about today. But what I'm trying to to let you know that there are different types of burns and there are different types of lust that we deal with. Some people might deal with four or five of these. And some people might just deal with one, but the one might be strong enough. 
See, today's church is not preaching hell. I think hell is healthy to preach. So you don't want nobody thinking they're not going to go. Listen to me, please listen to me, folks. If I, if multiple people can, can, uh, know that there is a gospel out there, but when we, but in reality, when we die, we go back to sleep as if we never exist. Then I don't even have anything to worry about because all I'm do is fall asleep and die. So why would anybody want to serve Jesus? Just tell me, because they have a better life. Their better life now. Or if there was a hell, which it is, I don't want anybody to go there. I don't I don't want to preach the gospel so you can have your better life now. I want to preach the gospel so you won't you will go to heaven and not hell. You'll be with eternity with Jesus. You'll be in eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit. So I'm just going to say God. You will exist with God forever. I was watching a movie of Selena. I work at a um, treatment for treatment center for kids, and I love the job. I really do. I only work three days a week, twelve hours a day, so I can work on my ministry and spend time with my family and my wife. But um, and go to church and, and worship and go to Bible study in the morning. I love that life. But um, it also gave me a chance to write a book. But see, God has a plan for each one of our lives. And one of those plans is to help somebody else not go to hell. You say, well, that's just too cut and dry. That's just not. Listen. God wants me and you to be used. And and, and I'm, I'm not trying to be funny or nothing, but uh, the best thing we can do is to offer God everything. Because God needs to use your life experience so that somebody else won't have to go through those experiences. Now, if the Son makes you free, the Bible says that you are free indeed. And the reason why he says that is because the power of God Is humongous. Excuse me, I'm doing something all at the same time, and I apologize about that. But I'm trying to get this um, show on some of the uh, uh, networks, but I'm having a little trouble. But anyway, um, God gives us power. But see, 
we have to read his word to understand some of the things that I'm talking about today. For instance, you know, I know some people out there when they get money and they feel this urgency to spend. I want you to take some time out next time you get some money and you feel the urgency to spend and just sit there for a second and feel the burn. It's a specific type of burn. And and I'm going to radiate this message a lot because it's the burn that turns into the sin. Um, or, or Or even not just specific feelings of lust and they're different categories like I mentioned earlier you know anger jealousy envy strife anger I always say anger um, you know coveting greed uh, sexual they're different types of, of feelings of the burn now and like I said earlier, there there could be three in your life at one time, and that's and and it, and it could be four, which produces and then and then to top that off, it can be things like doubt. It can be um, you know different subjects in your life, different um, different problems, and all of that stuff can cause us to deviate from the truth. And we must stay with God's word. And I and I hate saying stay with the New Testament, but I believe in the Old Testament as well. Unless you know exactly where to get the Old Testament, read the New Testament. Just get you some audio cassettes. I mean, not audio cassettes, but earphones. Sorry about that. I don't know why I get audio cassettes. Get you some, um, get you a, 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 a MP3 player and just listen to the New Testament. And then go find preachers who are preaching the truth, not somebody who's teaching you prosperity, because this is not the time for prosperity, folks. Right now is not the time for prosperity. It's just not. This country is going to fall apart overnight. Which you, you came into this world with nothing, you're going to leave this world with nothing. So I urge you today to come to Christ with nothing. To give him your life. And to prioritize and to get yourself on his schedule, not on yours. You, and, and people say, well, I, I don't want to give him my, my life. And some people say it subconsciously, some people say it consciously. I don't want to give up my life. Can I just give him some things? He says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He's not lying when he says that. He wants your life, and he can do a much better job. He can bring you peace and joy. There are people out there right now, I can tell you right now, even in the music industry, who are miserable. Because those rich things are, are picking a job over Jesus or picking picking a boyfriend who is not saved or a girlfriend who is not saved, and you're saved. I ain't talking about grand, God don't have no grandparents, so I'm not talking about somebody whose parents are saved. And no, not, that's not the category I'm talking about. I'm talking about you are born again, or you, I mean, you're close to the kingdom of God, at least. See, we need to live in a society where there's a, I mean, we live in a society where 
we can say, God, you almost convinced me. And we don't want to be able to say that. We want to say that my joy is in the Lord. We want to say, I trust in the Lord. We want to say, Jesus Christ is my all. He is the center of my life. So how do you get from addictions to Christ? How do you get out of your addictions? There's no magic trick. I cannot even write a book to tell you that. The Bible has everything in it. But I could tell you this. To realize that sin is for a season. But hell is eternal. You can live in the presence of the Lord forever and live in eternal fire where the fire is not quenched and you live in agony forever. Am I trying to scare you? No. But I'm trying to say prioritize your life. Seek the Lord now where he can be found. Give the Lord your life. The closer you move to God, you're still going to be tempted. But if you stay with God without deviating, you will live in victory and not defeat. Jesus is coming back soon. And we must get it right. We must stay on the right course. We must fight the fight. We must run the race. It is true, so true, that we as Christians and believers must be legit Christians and believers. We must find out how it takes to believe God. See, the Christian atheist, the one who believe that that believes they're Christian, believe they're following Christ, but in actions, and in word and deed, and in life, they're not. They act as if God does not exist. How do you get through that? How do you get past that? You seek the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and then see. When you prioritize and you and you look at God's word and you figure out that you come into the light and you figure out what's right or wrong, what you should be doing is you should be obeying Christ. Whatever He says in the New Testament, do it, and then whatever He says in the Old Testament, do it. You say, "Why are you put the New Testament first? Because the New Testament is shorter. <laughs> the books are much smaller, and it's really easy to understand. You don't need Israel history, and you don't need to. But go read the Old Testament." Because in the, in the Old Testament, there's practicums. There's practical experiences from other people who have failed and came to victory, including Israel. Uh, and you can look at even something as simple as they, uh, who parted the Red Sea. It's the same person who parted the Red Sea is the person who's going to give you power, victory over sin. It's going to give you victory over sexual pornography or, sex, or, or greed or, or anger. It's going to give you victory. The same person who created all things. Go back to Genesis. 
the same person who sat at the depths as, and spoke the word in the world into existence. It's the same person that's going to give you victory over alcoholism. We have to understand, folks, when we come to Christ Jesus and ask him to free us from these sins, to free me from alcohol like I did, you know, I'm not that all that smart. I'm not that powerful. I can't do it myself. Will I didn't want to do it, so I asked God two things. I asked God to make me hate, make me not like alcohol, make me be able. To, if I if not if I didn't ask Him that, I say let me get let me be able to make me be able to go into a supermarket and walk past the drinking aisle and not care, which I do now. But there was a time I used to circle around the alcohol section about four or five times. You say, Mom. He said, Johnny, what are you doing in the kitchen? I got my hand in the cookie jar. Well, stay out of the kitchen. You're not supposed to go in the kitchen because that's where your temptation is. I was watching King of Queens once. I don't watch it no more because I'm too, I'm too young to be watching that. But anyway, I'm just joking. But anyway, um, Doug was um, practicing to be a, uh, one of the stars of the show, was practicing to be a bar, uh, 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 a bar um, a, um, bartender. And he just graduated from school, bartending school. And so he's sitting there and he's making drinks. And so this one guy sitting there in the uh, uh, bar and he's saying, you know, um, can you, you can, hey, look, hey, how you doing? You can be my first, uh, uh, my first customer. He says, well, I, I stopped drinking a couple of years ago. Come on. Try it, try it. Just be my first customer. Come on, man. No, I can. I can. It's okay. One. He's like, ah, that tastes good. So they changed scenes right away. So you know what happened to that guy. I mean, why? I mean, you go into a place, a bar, and you say you're trying to witness to somebody, and your weak spot is alcohol. Just stay out of it. I mean, I mean, you need to stay away from places this is going to tempt you. Like you go to the mall and you have these ladies with these tight pants on walking around. What do you do? Do you not go to the mall? Or do you learn to look away? And then when you look at somebody and in that, those, you know, that vision of that lady is in your head or man is in your head. What do you do with that? And, and, and it comes a time when you develop What's important, and I can talk about this later, is is it important that you keep that person in your head and and then exercise that person in your head, or is it or is it chance that you take every you take that thought and you dismiss it? And it takes practice, but the Bible, Jesus talks about uh, Paul actually talked about. Um, taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So if you're walking around in a mall and your weak spot is pornography or sex or whatever, then you have to either stay away from the mall at that time and go to the mall when there's old ladies walking around. Excuse me to say that. I respect the older ladies, but older ladies and gentlemen. Or do you put your hand in the cookie jar when you shouldn't have been in the kitchen. So is it that important to say, well, I'm not going to be here at this time. I'm not going to be, or even let's just say the people you hang with. When do you not hang with people 
that have already caused you agony in the past or already bring back old habits or even want to be around people who have the bad habits. When, when, do, when do you say, I better, uh, when do you say I better, you know, I better do the right thing and, 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 and not hang around this person? Is it when you first get in trouble? Well, I had a, um, well, I'm 45 years old, so I had one of my um, cousins call. And, um, you know, he was like, well, you can call me and then I'll call you and then, you know, we can kiss kiss. But remember, this is the same guy that, you know, I made some bad decisions with. I mean, not like we got in trouble, you know, went to jail or nothing. But, uh, yeah, I, I've made bad decisions with certain people that I would normally not make if I, you know, was biblically conscious. Conscious. See, Jesus wants us to be conscious of what he's telling us not to do. There's a long list of things that they, they were, who, who would not inherit the kingdom of God. But one thing the Bible talked about in Second Timothy two fifteen, it says, "Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth." Huh. So when we seek the Lord and we seek His Word, that's why I tell y'all y'all should read the New Testament. You should listen to the New Testament. You should continue to listen to the New Testament. Uh, and when you when you when you read the New Testament, you can go to the Old Testament uh, and go through it too. Because, like I said, there's practicums in the Old Testament that are just as important as the New Testament. But the thing is, the New Testament, if you read it closely. The commands of Christ is in that, and then the commands of Christ is in the Old Testament. But the, like I said, I'm not trying to be funny earlier. Read the New Testament, you know, get some audio tapes, or go online and listen to it over and over again, and try to listen. You know, don't be, you know, fixing your car and you, your attention's on something else. But it's better than nothing, because sometimes our minds work subliminally. <coughs> but uh, put it in your car. Drive around in your car. You know, listen to the old, the New Testament. Listen to the Psalms. Listen to the Proverbs. Listen to First and Second Kings. First and Second, you know, First and Second Samuel. First and Second Kings. Listen to Joshua. Listen to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in Genesis, Exodus, Genesis. I mean, excuse me. And in Exodus, Moses, and the Judges. You know, listen to those books, and 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 you're going to find out that there is a, a analogy drawn between. Uh, the New Testament and the Old. Because in Ephesians chapter 1 through whatever, 6, uh, there's practicums that, you, that you, you're, you're, you're blessed in the heavenlies. Uh, and you see in uh, Joshua that the armies defeated specific enemies. And those enemies can be correlated with the enemies we have today. Now we're not fighting the, you know, the Canaanites and the Moabites and all of these people, but but we are fighting against flesh. 
We're fighting against the kingdom of the devil. We're fighting against the world. And then we're fighting against alcohol, drugs, jealousy, you know, all kinds of strife, sexual addictions. And, then, you know, those or, those can come in order. They, I can switch them around and, and have them in the proper order. But sexual addictions and alcohol can go hand in hand sometimes. But we have to know that Christ gives us power. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and repeat myself over and over again, but I, I'm, I'm just telling you all that the word of God through obedience uh, is one thing, but having a close relationship with Christ fits all of that. I mean, you, you can be obedient to Christ. That's the main thing. If you show me a saved person going to heaven, I'll show you a person who's obedient to Christ. You say, well, that's not right, because if you said the sinner's prayer, you're going to go to heaven. I, I wouldn't bet my life on that. He's looking for somebody who who is who is going to eagerly uh, eagerly seek him. Uh, he's a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. And one of the rewards, if you diligently seeking Christ, is to be free from sexual sin. So somebody wants you to have a title of a show uh, called set free in Christ from, and then you got porn, alcohol, drugs, anger, bad habits, eating, whatever. And uh, people want you to have this magic pistol, and they want you to have these complicated words, or even simple words, where they, you, you're trying to get rich quick. And you're not going to have that. It takes, it just takes, it takes a special commitment and an understanding of God's will. And it takes, it takes, uh, what is called, um, <clears throat> say, well, hell is, is, is something that you should not preach to people about. Hell should be the almost ranked up with number three. Because just consequences. What I mean, tell me this. If you think I'm going to scare, scare somebody by mentioning hell, then I can tell you by a shadow of a doubt that we're leaving out the most the greatest tool that Christianity can have because Christ died for the unrighteous the penalty to pay the penalty for our penalty is of sin is death which death does not mean dead in the grave death means separation from God in hell eternal lake of fire they're weeping the national teeth forever it's just not, there's nothing there that I would want to have somebody have to go through, not my worst enemy. So the best thing for us all is to seek the Lord with everything we got and say, well, I'm not, well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What you do, if you don't know what to do, then we get to a point where if you're not going to do it, and there's nothing wrong, I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. That's the that's the that's that's the good thing. There's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. There's nobody that can refute what I'm saying. The closer you get to Christ, you have been listening to the Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. 
be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on the Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.